in sixth grade, I was like most other sixth graders. Uh, I cared about two things, sports and women. In English class one day, Mrs. Mellencamp told us we're going to have Hero Day. And we had to write a paper about our hero. And we followed that up with Costume Day. We had to dress as our hero. So who I was going to write about was no question. It was Kobe Bryant. He was my hero, my favorite basketball player, the guy I grew up idolizing, wanting to be like. But I had a dilemma. For Costume Day, was I actually going to dress up and embarrass myself to all the 6th grade girls that I was after? Or was I going to try to be cool? And there was one answer. You dress like Kobe. I went all out. I had the, the yellow shorts with the gold stripe down the side. I had the yellow jersey, Lakers number eight. I even took one of my purple baseball number socks. Eight. Purple baseball socks, cut, cut some of it to make a calf sleeve because that's what Kobe wore back then. And I, I rocked it. And there's a picture of it somewhere. And I decided that day, you know, Kobe's my guy. He's worth the embarrassment of people making fun of me for rocking this jersey around because in sixth grade, everybody makes fun of everybody. But as amazing as he was on the court, that's, that's not really what he'll ultimately be remembered for. You know, his five championships, those are great. They'll be remembered. His, his 15 all-star games, his, his finals MVPs, his, his regular season MVP, his 81-point game, his his final game, his sixty point game against the Jazz, they showed replays of the other night. You know, me even me telling people that my middle name was Kobe, even though it was Colby, because I wanted to be like Kobe Bryant. You know, all those things will be fond memories to me, but that's not going to be why or how I remember him. I'm going to remember him for his impact, for. Not only what he did for the game of basketball, his elite skill set, his his, you know, ability to master footwork and mid-range jump shots and, and all defensive team performances. I'm gonna remember his interviews. I'm gonna remember what he did after his playing career. His being a dad to his daughters, his starting companies, his uh, do, sitting down doing interviews. Uh, and telling people what made him great. His work ethic. You know, there's rumors of people showing up to, to work out at 7 a.m. And Kobe had already finished a second workout. You know, he, he'd work out from 3 to 4 and then lift. Then eat breakfast and then get another workout in. He, he, he would fine-tune the game. He, he would work out with, he, he would do post moves without a basketball. He would, he would shoot the same shot for an hour straight until he mastered it, until he swished everyone, until his footwork was precise. His attention to detail was elite, second to none. He outworked everybody. His attention to detail was, was incredible. I still, every time I hear an interview of his today, I, I listen. Because every time you hear him speak, you gain something new. You gain how he got an edge one way or another. How he got an edge over a defender by putting in extra work here or there. How he got an edge in the industry. How he motivated a teammate. And that's the kind of stuff that will remain and that will make his legacy. And, and a lot of people say, you know, cherish the time you have with your friends and, 
and and hug your loved ones and you know tell somebody you love them and that's all good and I think that is something you should do and if you have a broken relationship I certainly don't think that you should spend time not fixing it you know make relationships right reach out to people you need to reach out but but the thing I'm really going to take more from this um, is how I'm spending my time and in today's society we have so many things that can take our time and, and one thing that you you have to admire about Kobe is how he spent his time. You know, he had one of the most unbelievably busy schedules of any NBA player of all time. And, and, and he would space out his day and make sure that he had time to go pick up his daughters from school. And people would say, Kobe, you got a game tonight. You know, get to the gym. He goes, no, I'm, I'm going to spend time with my daughters. I am going to go pick them up from school because that's 20 minutes I get with them. And that's something you got to admire. And, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to try to consciously make an effort when I'm with people that I'm going to stay off my phone. Like tonight, I usually am on my phone, you know, checking something or other during the podcast. No phone. I'm writing stuff down and we're going off of paper because I want to make sure that I'm spending quality time and putting forth the maximum effort because that's what Kobe did. He put in max effort at all times. And I think his off-the-court stuff is what's going to be the lasting legacy of Kobe Bryant. Wow. I'll, I'll say, in my reaction to that, basically, is I had told Skyler I, I had stuff to say about Kobe. I, I've written something I want to share about Kobe. But I wanted Reagan to get the first word. And I wanted to hear what he had to say because I knew he was the biggest fan. Um, I'm actually getting a little choked up, but I knew he was a, the, the biggest fan of Kobe. And I'm glad I let him go first because he, he basically, for two days I have been kind of like, and I know we all have, it's been a part of our conversation, but we've all kind of just like been in this fog. It feels weird. doesn't feel real. It feels like we're going to wake up tomorrow and, you know, we Kobe's going to be back with us. But I think today was the first day where it kind of set, set in with me that, you know, it's been a couple days now. It happened. And I was just now kind of getting ready. I actually watched, watched his game last night, the 60-point replay of his last game. And that was kind of the first time I tuned back in because I just didn't feel like I could handle it. And so I feel like, you know, we're ready to talk about it now. It's, it's still sad. It still sits heart, heavy on our hearts. Um, but Reagan did a really good job. And it's funny because I, I am not as big of a fan of, as Kobe. And I, I've been trying to figure out why I'm, like, so down, why it's had such a, an impact on me and, and, such, and why my heart has been so heavy and Reagan touched on a few things and the word he said the word impact which was was big on me it's it's clear that Kobe impacted a lot of people it's it's very clear now more than ever I I was talking to my boss today who I assume may have never seen Kobe play a basketball game and she said that she cried 
one of the last two days about the Kobe situation. And, and you're just hearing stories. You're watching some of our other people we look up to on ESPN, athletes that we looked at. They're all, it just is sitting on everyone's heart so heavy. They're all have tears in their eyes. They're all, everyone's impacted by this. And, it, and it's, it's crazy. And another thing that has really kind of been clear to me is another thing Rego said, which is, again, why I wanted him to go first. But I was so excited for tonight because I was ready to be around friends. I was ready to, to live in the moment of tonight and really appreciate what we're doing and that we can get together and do this. And, and that's because of just what Reagan said about Kobe. You know, his life is is showing if, if you really look at his life it's showing you to take and enjoy every moment make the best of every moment because um, that's what Kobe did he did it with basketball he did it with his family he did it he did it with everything that he did everything he did he gave his all and I think that's that's what I take from Kobe I'm gonna I told him I wasn't gonna say much and I was just gonna um, let you know that I wrote something and then I, and I might post it on the blog but I told him also that I'd probably go on because I had a lot to say and that's what I did but Kobe uh, you know I think all we can say is thank you thank you to Kobe yeah. for everything he's done for sports and sports is where it started that's where we came to know him but he's really just impacted humanity um, and and all I can do is be thankful and hopefully live on his legacy. I think by doing those things that Reagan mentioned, um, I could keep going. But I think I'll stop there. I'll I'll send out some words as well. But Skyler, I think for me, um, <clears throat> you know, like when we were growing up, we got to see a little bit of Michael Jordan. We got to, we got to see a little bit. Sure. But we saw all of Kobe. Yep. We saw every single, you know, we had the opportunity to see every single game, every single season. Kobe was that first superstar that night in and night out, um, you know, we were alive during his playing career. And, and I think that that's, that's one thing that really sets his passing apart from uh, these other ones, you know, like Dale Earnhardt or... Um, Muhammad Ali, like although those Dale Earnhardt was a tragic passing, Muhammad Ali was it was pretty natural. Those still impacted a lot of people, but they didn't really impact us as a generation. This is Kobe as a player, a person that impacted a large gap of people across a wide spectrum of um, of uh, just uh, you know wide spectrum of people, um, and. and my relationship with Kobe, obviously, like, I never met him. I got to see him play once. It was his final game here um, against the Pacers. Uh, Buck and I went over there with Scratch and Parker. You wouldn't know if Kobe Bryant was a day one rookie, a five-time champion, last man on the bench. He was, and it was his final season. I mean, he was doing everything you would expect him to do throughout his entire career. He was still doing it up until his last season. So for me, when I think about Kobe, you know, Reagan, you mentioned what he did for the game of basketball and 
um, kind of how he progressed the sport um, from his from and how he did that was focusing on the little things. I think about Kobe from his mentality and what people would say. Um, great teammate, hate, hated to play against him. You know that I got told that once, and I was like, "Holy shit!" Somebody said that about Kobe Bryant once. Like somebody once told me the same thing that they said about Kobe. Like that was it's a little spark that you're you're always battling even though you might be the best you still have that underdog fight you still think that you're the you know not the worst but that nobody's going to outwork you nobody's going to nobody's going to put in more work nobody's going to be in the uh, gym or in the office or anywhere whatever your function if you're a rock climber no and you want to be the greatest rock climber you're going to go find the steepest whatever they it's it's a it's a mentality and and that's something that I think is really sparked and it'll be interesting to see coming off of this like there's a little bit of a fire inside of me like am I living life to the fullest it makes you really question kind of touching on what you said a little bit talking about that quality time that goes in and of it too am I getting the most out of every day am I squeezing the most out of every minute uh because I think Kobe sure as hell did that um couple couple you know things throughout my childhood that I remember I had a password or a username that had 24 or it had 8 or mamba some kind of combination there was a ton of passwords out there like that and the uh the Kobe and Kanye West Nike commercial it was a different animal but the same beast he's talking about like are you changing different parts of your life that affect the, you know, are you a different animal going from a wolf to a lion to a dragon, but you're still that same beast. You still got that mentality. It's, uh, it's weird because I don't, it, when, when my sister texted me the news, it was almost like a, a wind had been let out of the room or air had been let out of the room. Um, I have not watched any sports. I've not watched any ESPN. I just, I can't handle the, the, it, everything. Yeah, I, I actually, I know I said I'm trying to be off my phone more. That kind of all started because I could not go on social media. I couldn't turn on ESPN yeah. because all you see is Kobe stuff. Yeah. And, you know, people posting things that I knew if I watched, I was going to get choked up. And I, I was trying to limit that, um, because it's it's everywhere because he had such an impact. Well, and there was so much disinformation coming out. First of all, it was released by TMZ. Is it is it is TMZ credible source? All this stuff. But then it was like, it was one daughter. It was all four daughters. It was him and his wife. It was like there was just so much misinformation. I wanted to let the, the dust settle, let the official report come out. Sure. Because it was like it was a wildfire with gasoline. I didn't with magnesium. Yeah. It went boom. It I don't crashed. like how I didn't like how the media handled it. They don't handle anything. A lot of that was that was one of the worst handled things ever, and I saw it in multiple the the Doc Rivers thing. I don't know if you saw it, but I mean the media just in his face. He had yeah. tears running down his eyes. Like somebody, everybody trying to get their microphone closer to him. I'm, it's just like put it down. I mean there there's. 
there's bigger issues here. Like you don't need to have a soundbite that is gonna make a story. Well, they, you know, they really didn't care what he had to say. They wanted to get the emotion, the crying, right. right? You know, so it's like they didn't even want the story for the real story. They just wanted to get something like, here's our Doc Rivers, boom, and then it's out there. Right. Um, this is one thing that I was thinking about. Um, you know, I don't, I don't know what this says about me, but the last minutes in that on that helicopter, the last 30 seconds. Going up there on that, that journey, that was going to be, he was going to do what he loved, to go watch his daughter play basketball. He didn't know what was going to happen throughout the course of that flight and then ultimately the end. He started out doing what he loved to do post-basketball career, was going to watch his daughter play basketball. And so you think about that on the ascent and then on the way down, he was... The thoughts that were going through his head, but what he was probably telling his daughter at the time, were two different things. He's thinking probably what's going to happen, but telling her, don't worry, it's right. going to be okay, we'll see mom, or you know, whatever he said. That to me, it, it's... Because you know that's exactly what he did, because that's the kind of a person he was. That was the father he was. And it's, it's hard to think about it, but I mean... Uh, the same thought just goes through my head is that what you know you know the last seconds were tragic and frantic but you know that he he did everything he could to maintain the situation to the last second to com comfort his daughter to be the best dad he could be because that's that's Cause who the, he was he's the black mamba he is he was there in the most hectic minutes in some of the greatest finals of all time, not to mention the Pacers played against him in the finals one time. That has not been talked about enough. And I also think the Pacers were the first team to take the eight-second violation rather than the 24-second violation. I thought that was very uh, in, in uh, ingenuitive. But um, with him, he, he's been in those moments where final seconds, last shots, hectic, pressure, chaotic like that's exactly what that moment was going towards the end and you know that he was just he was mamba dad he was a he was there for his daughter to take care of him and that that's that i think is what hurts is like weird to think about the most is, is those final minutes is i have a few friends that are co-workers or a few co-workers that are friends and they have daughters and you know they're talking about new relationships with their kids and it's like oh my god like yeah even it took this for you to kind of realize like oh my gosh my relationship could be better with my child so right. yep having, having a clearly having a large impact on a lot of people well another yeah and to the point like who are we to speak on Kobe Bryant right you know it, and it's, it feels it's, weird it, it feels a little weird but I mean but you, you have to it's like it's like last night when I committed to watching his last game I was like I'm ready to celebrate Kobe because Kobe would be pissed at me if I was if he knew I was dwelling on it. Well, that that's what I said about those games, the Lakers-Clippers postponing. And I get it, that being an L.A. team. But, man, he would want you guys to play. He'd want – like, yeah. he tweeted LeBron the day that LeBron passed him. It was – he could have waited a week or he could have not ever said anything. But that was who Kobe was, was I'm going to be the bigger man. I've moved on. The game's going to move on. And that's what he's talked about. The game moves on past a player. No player is ever bigger than the game. 
It's just, it's a chain from Michael to Kobe to Vince Carter to LeBron. That's the chain. I'm not sure why Vince Carter was thrown in there. But, um, all right, um, let's move on. Yeah. I, I, I will leave, I will leave yeah. people with, with, with one thought. Uh, actually, a couple thoughts. First, if you haven't heard the song Kobe Bryant by Lil Wayne, give it a listen. Uh, it came out probably in the late 2000s, 2008, 2009. 2009. Give that a listen. Um, second thing I would say is find something to be intentional about this week, whether that's making having a conversation with somebody, if it's getting something done that's going to um, propel you in your career, whether it's getting that first workout or that second workout or whatever it is, get that done. And then my last thing is I have a I have a pretty good friend who will once a month send kind of an accountability check. And he's always sending us videos of, of somebody giving a motivational quote or a motivational speech. And I would challenge you guys to listen to some sort of Kobe Bryant interview. He, he did a long one with Shaq. He did a long one. It's a podcast called The Corp with Big Cat and Alex Rodriguez. Or even find something shorter if you don't have that time. But listen to a Kobe interview because it doesn't matter if you're a Division One basketball player or if you're you know starting to work at a fast food restaurant trying to work your way up or you know you're a whatever you do you will gain something from listening to a Kobe Bryant interview and I challenge you to listen to that I like it I like I like it is that is that how you wanted to end it yeah one, one I like thing, that because I I feel like the way we ended is encouraging people sure. to use Kobe's mentality his mindset to move forward and. Reagan, Reagan, Reagan killed it. I knew he would. That's why I wanted to give him the mic. Pretty much, we both rambled on a little bit. But one thing about your number two, it's like, do something that makes you uncomfortable. Sure, makes you because, I and I, I feel like in my own personal life, it's like you get you get kind of in this groove. You know, come home, do this, do something uncomfortable that gets you out of your own element. That's where you really get better. Um, that whatever you do, do it. Do your best. Put yeah. Put forth. It your, seems so your, simple. That's true. Today is Friday, January 31st, and you are listening to the Hoosier Picks Podcast. All right, let's switch gears. Um, we're going to briefly talk Super Bowl. Now, we've we've already talked quite a bit of Super Bowl. Um, I want these two to go through and just remind us of what you picked. The lines really haven't changed. No. So just remind us each what you picked, and then we're going to talk about a couple prop bets that... Uh, Tommy and I think Skyler, do you have a couple prop bets you like? No. Okay. I haven't looked at any yet. Okay, Tommy, remind so, us of your big picks. So I, yeah, line line really hasn't moved. I think today I saw it went the over under went to fifty four and a half instead of fifty four maybe. But other than that, 
I have KC minus one and a half. Um, already got my bet down on that. We'll probably put more. We'll see. Um, and then I have the over at 54. I just I'm hoping it's an exciting game, but I think I think there will be points in this game. I think I don't think there's any chance we see a defensive battle. Um, Which is better for all parties? Yeah, it would really surprise me. But I'll I'll let Skyler say what he's got on that, and and then I'll go into my props real quick. But what do you got, Skyler? Um, I took San Francisco minus the one and a half. I took the over as well. Did we talk about it opening at 51 and a half? No, I did not know that it did. <laughs> so, yeah, it opened it, and this is what was funny, because I got it at 53 and a half, because um, I was like, I thought it would go up. I was listening to I was listening to the radio, and I, it opened at 51 and a half and skyrocketed those three points Dang. so quickly that I didn't even know that it opened at 51 and a half. I still feel good about that. I think it's going to go over you know, yeah. at least, you know, well, I, yeah, that's why I, I think I had looked at it at 53 and a half and then it went up to 54 and I was like, I'm going to grab it because I feel like it's just going to keep going up, yeah. if anything. I haven't looked at any like statistics about money and, and decide, but you know, I, I think this is going to be a hell of a Super Bowl. This is going to be a great show. There's actually a few commercials that I've been seeing that are coming out. Like Doritos is about to pop off with great commercials. Is anybody surprised that Doritos didn't make our... Uh top foods list have you ever been we had a good I thought we had a good list but has anybody ever been to a party and Doritos weren't there I feel like I feel like I have yeah I mean if you'd read the blog and you were an attendee and you can't cook Doritos are Doritos are always an acceptable thing to bring there you go for sure alright Tommy what prop bets you got so I have a couple that I was looking at um, and this one one is pending because I don't think they've I don't know if they know if Tevin Coleman's playing yet. I think he's trying to play. Um, but if he doesn't, Mozart's rush yards is at 77.5. Um, I think if he if Coleman's not playing and he's going to carry a heavy load, I like the over there. Um, I don't see Kansas City holding him that low because their defense is better than it has been, but... I think San Francisco's got. I think San Francisco has a well-rounded offense. They don't, and they, but they don't always have to show it. But I think if if Jimmy G's got a pass, they got George Kittle. They got some good receivers. He can, and I just don't see them holding Mozart. If they can, if they can have a balanced offense, I don't see Mozart staying under that. Um, and that's if Tevin Coleman's not playing, and then. I, I kind of like Mahomes over 30 and a half rushing yards. In each playoff game, he actually has had exactly 53 rushing yards. Hmm. Uh, we all we all saw the great run last week, um, but I like it. I, I I also mentioned I think last week that uh, the 49ers have struggled kind of against the mobile quarterback, so that kind of plays into that bet as well. And then my last one I'm looking at... And Who were those teams? The mobile quarterbacks? Uh, Russell Wilson, Kyler Murray, Lamar Jackson. Um, two of those were losses, and then they had a real close game with Arizona. But I know in, in a lot of those games, uh, the, 
quarterback was the leading rusher. Um, so there you go. that's kind of where my logic's coming from there. Um, and then my last one's for Skyler. I want to know his opinion. We haven't talked about it. Field goals over three and a half. Hmm. Um, I'd have to check the weather report. I distinctly remember the Colts when they won the Super Bowl down there. It was a monsoon. Um, that's that's going to be... I heard something about like the weather's like perfect today. Okay. But obviously that could change. Yeah. There, uh, there somebody's. I, I was watching an interview from Media Day and something about it's like perfect football weather conditions. So that um, yeah, that that clearly comes into play on on my end too. But I yeah. I I feel like I feel if we we're we're feeling the offense. I'm feeling touchdowns though. I'm not okay. feeling. I'm so I am feeling an under. And then if it's raining. For sure, the under. So those are the prop bets I'm looking at. I actually I haven't bet on any of them yet, but yeah, the, I'll probably hit at least two of them. The the kicking one's gonna be like game time, or, right? You know, like the day right. of kind of a thing, right? So. And then still waiting on Tevin Coleman's status. Yeah. So uh, I'll I'll tell you, man. I'm just I I am really I really think that San Francisco's defense is is going to be able to contain Mahomes. Man, I think I said this last week. I think this is going to be a ten point. You know, let the, yeah, you this is going to be a big victory. So I'm glad that we're on opposite ends. All right, the showdown is is set. Can't wait to see you be wrong. Okay, so we're gonna kind of do something we've never done, um, but we've got a buddy. It's it's Tommy's buddy. We actually all know him. Um, is doing a prop contest. So there's what twenty props. Twenty six. 26 prop bets, and we're entering a pool. It's $25, and uh, whatever the pool gets up to as, as far as how much money, then whoever gets the most of these 26 prop bets right wins 75% of the pot, and then second place gets 15%, third place gets 10%. You said last year there was how many people that entered? Over 20? Yeah, over over 20. So we're going to we're gonna do a Hoosier Picks podcast uh, prop bet. So Tommy's going to go through, read off what the props are, and we're going to record our bets live in front of the audience, a.k.a. you, and then we're going to submit this and see how we do. All right. Hit it All righty. So number one, opening coin toss, head or tails? Tails never fails. That's my first reaction. That's two for All right. Whichever Whichever side gets two, we got to go with. Total field goals made in the first quarter, over or under a half? Over. I like over. Mm-hmm. Scores first, Kansas City or San Francisco? I kind of like San Francisco because Kansas City's been getting off to sluggish starts. I was going to say San Francisco. Yes, I agree. Kansas City has been starting bad. Uh, scores last. Kansas City. How do you feel? That's. Um, I mean, it could be a garbage over. You know, it could be a garbage right. timeout or garbage touchdown. I like KC. I think. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm not going to disagree with it. Is there a two point conversion made? Yes or no? Yes. No. I lean towards no. That's one where the I think the odds are probably in your favor, right? Yeah, I, I agree. Sorry, buddy. 
50-50 shot. Total field goals missed over or under half? Under. I would just take the over. I mean, so we can, so I just, would say if it's just one that you just got to miss one. Here's my yeah. thought. Here's my There's thought. There's probably one missed field goal in a lot of football games. Yeah. Here's my thought though. One, you got really good kickers for both teams. Otherwise, they wouldn't make it make it where they're at. And this is one of those where I think everybody takes the over. So if you're gonna get one back on the field, take the under. So I'm almost playing the 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 prop bet game. More than I'm actually picking <laughs> Well, I'm saying head. over, so sorry, Frank. Yeah. You're going to regret that. Just like you're going to regret a two-point conversion. More points scored. First half or second half, excluding overtime. Second half? Second half. Mm-hmm. There's got to be some numbers pointing towards that, for surely. First punt, Kansas City or San Francisco? Kansas City. Depends who wins the... Wins the coin toss, but I'll say Kansas City. Yeah, I mean, that, based, based off our past picks, Kansas City makes a... Like, San Francisco's punter hadn't punted, like, three games. Seriously? I think Good he logic. in the NFC Championship. Wow. First penalty, Kansas City or San Francisco? Kansas City, they're not disciplined. Okay. Yeah, I would, would have said Kansas City because San Francisco's more disciplined. Same rationale. Yes, I think we're all on the same page there. Total number play numbers of players. Total number of players to attempt a pass. Over under two and a half. Is there going to be a, someone? So a trick play? Yeah. Just I'm, I'm going to say over. Yeah. yeah. I got it. All I have to do is do one like random play, just like one missed field goal. Yeah, it's probably going to happen. It's a Super Bowl. Flea flicker. If there's an onside on kick, I. Yeah, there's probably going to be an onside kick. This is a Super Bowl. Pitch to no, hold, no holds bars. All righty. Total passing yards for Jimmy G. Over under 239.5. I mean, he's been under, but he hasn't had to throw. And Kansas City's defense is not. Kansas City's defense can give up some points. Yeah. I don't want to say they're not that good. Over. Again, I like over. I, I would have to see the statistics. I could also see him throwing for like 150 and five touchdowns. With go a good running game. Go over. Right. Kansas City will make them do something other than run. Unlike last week. They're going to have to throw. National Anthem seconds. This is your expertise. What, what's the over-under? Two minutes. Two minutes. This was your expertise. Two minutes. I'm going to say 206. Wait. I've only seen... I've only listen, seen... Listen here, so... National Anthem seconds, 200. Zero, zero. Is that 200 seconds? Well, it, it, it's or like 2, two o'clock, zero, zero. but we could always, you know... Wait, is it 2 colon always, zero, 00? Yeah, but it says seconds, so we could always, you know, come back and throw in some controversy if we... That's true. You know. I'm going to say over that under 200 seconds, though. I'd say go the over. Yeah. I, I think the national... We got Demi Lovato. I think we watched three of her national anthems. One was, like, right on two minutes, one was under, and one was pretty far over. Um... Uh, and the most recent one was the one that was far over. And it's the Super Bowl. We think she's going to jazz it up a little bit. Let's go over. 
All right, so next we're at total rushing yards. Patrick Mahomes over under 30.5. I mean, I went, this was one I picked out on my own as the over, so. I'll go over with you. Yeah. 49ers successfully convert a fourth down attempt. Yes or no? Yes. Yes, they're going to have to because they're going to be down. I like it. I'm on the same page. First offensive play of the game, run or pass? Run. That's where I lean. Doesn't matter what I think now. <laughs> Got a good point. <laughs> oh. Maybe what if the first good. offensive play of the game, like the wide receiver throws it, and so our other one <laughs> is? <laughs> I'll take it. More receptions. Ooh, I like this one. Travis Kelsey or George Kittle? Kelsey. Travis Kelsey, yeah. Yeah, I mean, that's... I like that prop bet, though. Yeah. If you were off... And George Kittle barely got the ball thrown to him last game, so... Total receptions for McCall... Is it McCall Hardman? Mikol? Mikol. Mikol. Excuse me. Over, under, one and a half. I like the over. Longest reception. I mean, that that's not like an unrealistic number. Like, if they said like right. eight and a half, be like, hell no. Yeah, one and a half, sure. Thank you for that drop in. Longest. They're not throw their fifth receiver nine times. Well, shit, you don't know. Maybe that's why they win the Super Bowl. <laughs> Longest reception for Tyreek Hill. Over or under 28 and a half yards. I'd say over. I'd say under. Uh, I'm over. Doesn't Richard Sherman get beat deep a lot? Mm-hmm. Well, and he's small, so he's not like a bigger receiver. So I, once he's past you, it's all that matters. Yeah. I think he'll get behind the defense. I like the over. Sorry, Rego. More yards. Mozart rushing or Tyreek Hill receiving? Well, you're kind of, if you go with what your other one was, you say take his under or his over? We took the over for his longest reception being twenty-eight I, and a half yards. So yeah, but said, we also said George Kit, or we also said Travis Kelsey was going to get a lot of, you know, some good balls. So, do you think Moser's going to have? I mean, he because he could have one catch that's fifty yards. I would say Tyree Kill. You like Tyree Kill receiving? Yeah. That one's that one's tough. I'd say Moster. Oh, so it's up to me? Man. I like Tyree Kill. Total yards on first rushing attempt for Raheem Mozart. Total rushing yards on his first attempt? Ooh, what's that over-under at? It is four and a half. So does he get a five-yard gain on his first rush? No. I'll go now. All right, thank you. I did not want to pick that one. 
I was about to just say I, something, so I, I didn't. Have to I didn't want to either. That's why I let you. I was gonna let you go, but wait. Broke the silence. Okay. First half point spread. KC minus one half of a point. So it's basically me because you two are gonna be against each other. Wait. It's the first half spread. Okay. So basically, Kansas City's either ahead or it's tied or San Francisco. I'm gonna I'm gonna go with San Francisco just because you could the tie would win for them because I like half. it I like it because I think KC will be stronger in the second half too so I'm not actually convinced on KC on that one total points they have, he has the over under at fifty four and a half I mean I think we gotta go over right Yep. We already have money on that. We're pretty strong. Well, nobody has it at 54 and a half, but... It's all right. It's going over flying colors. Yeah, we, we said it was going to go way over, right? Not way, but we're pretty confident. Will Kansas City score in every quarter? Yes. No. Damn it. i got to pick faster here. Eh, go yes. All right, good, because that's where I was leaning. What will the longest score of the game be in yards? A touchdown or a field goal? Touchdown. Field goal. You guys are are quickly (laughs) going against each other. We actually talked about it beforehand. What will the longest? Like you decide. Man, I think it's a touchdown. I don't even know who said that, but... Skybox. Number of different Chiefs to score points. Does that include a Patrick Mahomes touchdown? I don't think so. Okay. I'm guessing it's just people going in the end zone. I would assume it's him rushing. Right? Him rushing would count, yeah. yeah. What's the total? Three and a half. Oh, I'm. I'm gonna say over. I'm gonna say over. Yeah, because that's, a, that's just a rush and a, a basically kick. a rush and a three touchdown passes to different guys in a kicker. Kicker scores. Does it say touchdown or just scores? It says scores, right? Scores is a kicker. Yep. Good point. Great point. So I got a kicker. I got the quarterback run. I got a running back, and I've at least got a receiver. Yep. Yeah. I, I think it's going to be a high-scoring game. Yeah, I just think San Francisco's no, going to... I like the over. I, I was leaning towards the over. I think yeah. we all were. Wow. <laughs> Jersey number of first touchdown score. Over or under 26.5. So we got Tyreek Hill's 10. What? Power? I'm going to say under. Because you got both quarterbacks for rushing touchdowns. You got... Is Mozart 30-something? 31. But isn't Dexter Williams or Dex? Is that right? Or not Dexter? Damian Williams. He's thirty. Uh, twenty-six. You're Tevin Coleman. Tevin Coleman. No, he's talking about for the Chiefs. He's talking about the Chiefs. Oh, da- oh, yeah, yeah. Yes. And Coleman's twenty-six. Duh. Yeah, that's who I thought you were talking about. I would say under. Plus, you got Tyreek Hill. Sammy Watkins is fourteen. And there's a couple receivers on. I mean, it's really Kittle, Kelsey, or over. Emmanuel Sanders is 11. 
Yeah, there's. I I, yeah. I think the uh, the numbers lean towards under. I mean, unless it's like a defensive uh, interception, like a fumble recovery or defensive alignment, I could see Joey Bosa running in there for a touchdown first. You know, get off Joey Bosa's dick. Man. Gosh, you Ohio State fans. Jesus. All right, that was twenty six, but there are some tiebreakers. Uh oh. Tiebreaker number one, if necessary. San Francisco 49ers total points closest to the number over or under. How many points do we think the 49ers are going to score? Twenty thirty twenty seven. Thirty-eight. Thirty-eight. Get out of here. Take the average. What's yours? I was say, leaning, I was leaning say, more towards high twenties. Pick, give me a number. Twenty nine. Thirty three. Thirty one point three. So let's say thirty one. That's our average. I like thirty one. I like the number actually. Tiebreaker two, if necessary. Sammy Watkins receiving yards, closest to the number, over or under. If Kansas City wins. I could see him being MVP. Well, that's I mean that's part part of the thing. All right, we're gonna do, kind of let's do the same here. thing. Everybody pick a number. Sammy Watkins receiving yards. I'm gonna say forty-eight. Seventy. And I'm gonna say twenty-two. What's what's the question? How many yards is he gonna get? Forty-seven is the average of our three. Bro, he's like he's still a good wide receiver. He has games they don't throw him the ball though. Forty-seven. It is. Teams playing against like. There's no argument here to be had. We all set our numbers. We took we the average. Took the average. We're a team here. We're only as good as our weakest link. Tiebreaker three, if necessary. Quarter with the most points scored. Third. Yeah, I'm sure there's some statistic out there about that. That's what I was going on. I with. agree with that. And that's all. That is all. That is our entry, folks. All right, well. I'm not going to repeat it. If you want to hear it again, just listen over. <laughs> Results to be determined. We'll let you know. We'll give you feedback. Um, one one thing, uh, kind of switching gears real quick. Victor Oladipo. Wednesday, tomorrow. Wednesday night makes his return. Go yeah, Sears, go well, This is Tuesday, so that's tomorrow. I don't know okay. when it's coming out, but I'm um, excited. Quick little college basketball tidbit. I'm in one of my lulls. So every year I start the year betting-wise really good. Then I have a little lull, like beginning of December. And then right around Christmas, through the start of conference, I start doing really well again. And even up through last week was doing really well still. And right now, the the end of January, early February, sometimes not so good. And then I finish the end of the conference season pretty good. This has been like three years in a row. I mean, this is, even though this is my first year gambling because it's first year it's legal. But I'm... Gotcha. Yeah. Um, so you're pretty good at it for a first timer. Thank you. Um, couple thoughts on college basketball. I think kind of how the season goes a little bit is your your teams. We talked about this a little bit last week, kind of talking about Butler. You, you start the year, and and the teams with the most experience usually do the best. And then I think talent takes over, kind of as the conference season starts to play, starts up, and then around Christmas time. But I think once you get to the end of the January and into February, that coaching and teams that are coachable 
start to kind of separate or they start to really show late in the year. So I think teams that are well coached are teams that you might be able to get a little, um, maybe you can bet them. Um, so a couple teams to keep your eye on. Uh, Villanova just won a road game by 20. Um, very well coached. Jay Wright's top five coach. Um, Virginia, they're really bad. They, they're not very talented, but they do have a great coach. Um, I'm just going to go through a list of teams that I think are all starting to play really well, and they're very well coached. North Carolina is playing its best ball of the year because Roy Williams is good. Purdue is playing better. They're still not great, but they're playing way better. Kansas, Houston, Louisville, Florida State, Michigan State, Oregon, Gonzaga. All teams that are playing well right now. They're well coached. What about the, what about the Hoosiers? They're disciplined. The verdict's out on the Hoosiers. And, and here's another reason why I kind of... You don't think they're playing flirt. better? I think they're playing great right now, but this week's a big week for them. Okay. Two road games. If, if you win at either Penn State or Ohio State, then I think they're going to finish above 500 in conference play. If they lose both games this week, they're going to be an uphill battle. I still think they make the tournament, but I think it's an uphill battle. But kind of how I was talking about last year, or, or with um, kind of experience early, then talent, then coachability and coaching, IU last year had some experience back. You know, um, they, they played a couple young guys with Finnessy and Romeo, but they had a lot of guys back. So, so they were fine early in the year. Then the middle of the season came along, and they were still fine. Juwan Morgan was one of the best players in the conference. Romeo's really talented, so they were all right to start conference. But then once the middle of January to the end of the year came, when coaching and, and kids being coachable came in, IU was distraught. Like, they were terrible. And last year, I didn't think that group of kids was coachable. And you can say what you want about Archie. Um, currently, he's, he's kind of high on my list. But I don't think his kids were coachable last year, and it was a train wreck. Um, and some teams exactly. this year, some teams this year that I think are really bad, um, either because they're poorly coached or uncoachable. Memphis, they got beat by forty by Tulsa, and I think they're doing some illegal stuff over there. Michigan, uh, they got Xavier Simpson's suspended tonight. Um, they got their second or third best players hurt. I don't think Juwan Howard's very good. Florida, they're a roller coaster. They preseason projected to win. You know, win it all. Um, I don't think Mike White's a very good coach. Arizona, they're struggling right now, and, and I threw Georgia in there just because they're one and six in the SEC, and the SEC is not good. So, okay, there's our college basketball tidbit. Now we're gonna do a top five. Top five. This week's top five, and the reason I got to think of it was was a little bit of Kobe. But if there were five NBA basketball jerseys that you could own, what would they be? In order, we're going to start from our number five and work our way up. This is either top five NBA jerseys you could own, you do own, because I know some of us have some of the, um, we actually own some of these. So, we'll start with number five. Um, Skylar, give us your fifth. One question. We, I know a lot of times we just don't discuss this, but I, I want to I get this out. Do, are we putting a player on the jersey? Yes. Okay. I yeah, didn't know if it was do, just a team. No, what if you could have a specific jersey okay. player, you can home or away, you know, which jersey. Some jerseys are better than the others. So, you know, the Celtics have had the same jersey for 400 years. But, all right, Skyler, give us your fifth best. 
All right, so my number five is my only one where I like the whole series of jerseys. I like the design of it. So I like the home, the away, and the alternate. Um, and it's going to be the 1980 through the 1990 Seattle Supersonic uh, jerseys. Um, this one, to give you guys a picture of it, um, it had just simple Sonic across the chest in white. And then whatever color the jersey was, it went all the way through from the top to the bottom. Green. But where the um, where the Sonic logo came across, it was almost like there was like a some kind of circular design in it. But it, it was just one. I, I think I remember you said you want to associate a player um, like Detlef Shrimp. Do what? Detlef Shrimp. I don't. Who's that? <laughs> okay, Sean Kemp. Yeah, I was. I, well, that's what I was gonna say with Sean Kemp, but um, <laughs> Duck Ding Shrimp is him too. So, anyways, yeah, that's that. That's uh, my number five. That was that was honorable mention. All right. That's a good one. All right. All right, Tommy. So for my number five, I have, and I, I actually I didn't associate a player with this, but I I, I prepared for it, and I know which one I would get in it and it's kind of an interesting turn on it but um, the Vancouver Grizzlies in the late 90s with the teal the teal the black and the red and the white Um, you know if I'm thinking about players during that actual time period that I would get the jersey there's two that I would Mike Bibby yep that's one of my two and Abdul Rahim I was gonna say big country Reeves. So, but but I I want to put a twist on it. I like that jersey. I want Morant. That would be that would be awesome. Yeah, that'd be awesome. Yeah. Uh, my fifth would be a Shaq Magic jersey. I actually have their like light blue one. Um, if I could get a different one, I would pick the black pinstripe. Okay. So. We're on the same page. I, I figured that's the one you were talking about. So. I don't have it on my list, but I thought about that one. All right, fourth round, Skyler. You want to go? Yeah, snake it back. Okay, I'll go uh, John Stockton Jazz jersey, the one that had the mountains above when they were back when they were white and purple. Um, I actually have it. I have the purple one, so I'll say the John Stockton purple Jazz with the mountains on it when they had a little light blue with them. You do have quite the jersey collection, don't I you? I do. Yeah. Need to bring them out more. Because you actually have had, well, you don't have the exact shack one, but yeah, you have, you you haven't said one that you basically don't have yet. Four of my five I have. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> so, I don't, I don't want to say my four because I think it might be Skylar's number one. Gotta say it. All right. My four would be Raptors, late 90s, purple with the red Raptor dribbling on it. Uh and I'm gonna I'm gonna switch it up. I would go T Mac. It's a pretty good looking jersey. Yep, that's a good one. That's which, an which, iconic. Which one. color? The white or the purple? I think I would go purple. You know, make a statement. Sure, that's iconic. Um, my number four classic Laker yellow, with the uh, purple and white writing. Um, it's kind of like a Yankee uniform. You know, it's a shit you can go anywhere in the world. Middle of. Of are, are you doing? Are you doing the kind of nineteen nineties one with no stripe on the side, 
Or are you going to do kind of the, the 2000s one that does have the stripe down the side? I'm, I'm doing whatever one was the second championships without Shaq. Without? Without Those Shaq. Those had the, si- the stripe. All right. Are you doing 24 or 8? 8. For okay. sure. I like it. For sure. All right, what Tommy, what's your four? Uh, I already, s- already said my four. Don't I do my three? Yeah. Oh, shoot, I'm losing. Yeah. All yeah. right, Skywalks yeah. go three. Uh, my three is going to be Tommy's five, uh, the Vancouver Grizzlies, the 90, 95 to 2000, when they had turquoise, not teal, turquoise uniform. Yeah, it's the official Pantone is turquoise. Um, Thank you for the clarification. Yeah. So, but that was more for the bear logo. It just so happened that the, the turquoise was pretty cool. The bear logo on the shorts it's kind of like the uh, the uh, Boston Bruins or the UCLA Bruins, big bear guy. So you ever, was, like you ever go to Sports Fanatics and buy the jer- the shorts? Yeah. Just the short, the awesome shorts. No, but yeah, I, 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 I'm gonna well, go buy those. I've done them. I've done them with college teams. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's that's mainly what I've done. I think I had one NBA pair that I'm trying to remember which one it was, but around three, around yep. three, right? So player Mike Bibby. Mike Bibby, okay. Respect. Respect respect the bibs. Respect, respect the dip, drip. So my three is going to be the Timberwolves Blacks. They had, I think it was probably like right around 2000, but they had, uh, they had like green trim on them, which oh, yeah. were actually trees. Mm-hmm. Um, they had kind of some, some like, Riding the white riding kind of looked like it was like, and and KG is who I think about first wearing it and like his. Did, did his, that jersey say T Wolves or Wolves? I think it might have said Wolves. T Wolves, maybe. I think it said T Wolves. Yeah, T Wolves. Because I'm thinking, I saw that. I saw Kevin Garnett's jersey today. Yeah. But so my my twist is I think of KG, but I'm going Stefan Marbury. Oh, that's a good one. I would have th- I would have probably said Wally Zerbiak. Well, the Zerbs. I mean, <laughs> oh boy. All right, uh, my third, uh, very similar to Tommy's, the the Toronto Raptors. This is his fourth Toronto Raptors uh, striped jersey with the Raptor on it. I'm gonna take because I have it the white Vince Carter Raptors one. So, and I apologize, Skyler, if that's actually your number one because I know. Somehow Vince Carter gets worked into every conversation with you, but uh, Vince Carter. So, okay, number two, also one I have, is the nineteen. I think it was nineteen ninety six. Michael Jordan NBA All Star Game like teal Ooh. jersey. Uh man, it's got like a black stripe. It's, I like it's it. when they were. I think they were maybe in Phoenix. It was San Antonio. I may have to San Antonio, look, I may yeah. have to look that one up because I don't know if I remember it. It's pretty cool. I almost said Shaq's same jersey, but I for his because I like Shaq's jersey too. But yeah, that's a good one. All right, so my number two is actually the Lakers yellow, um, the classic. So I'm gonna go back to the older ones. No stripe. Right, but I want the eight. Yep. I want the eight, um, and that's that might have jumped up my list because of where we're at today. Sure. But um, 
man. Quick little story, actually. I haven't even told these guys. You know the place I had been grab. Well, I I don't I haven't really told you. I've I've kept it a secret where I've been grabbing cards from. So this person, they have this booth and they have like the cards set up and they have some some packs that are unopened. I already took all the good ones, but then they have a bunch of just cards. And they have good cards that you can look through. They're in like little sleeves. I went through every card today and not one Kobe card. And I'm talking about he had name a good basketball player and he probably had five of them. Not one Kobe, so I'm wondering if he was a big Kobe. This person was a big Kobe fan. Oh, he's a business owner. Or if somebody, but this this is not a place where somebody probably comes and checks on their stock every day. Oh. Unless unless this guy's just an entrepreneur, but I want I was gonna buy every Kobe there was. I respect that. Zero. All right, Skybox. Uh, my number two is going to be the infamous or the famous, whatever. Um, it's going to be the Raptors 95 to 99, 99 or 98, uh, purple pinstripe with the black and white. Um, I'll do the Vince Carter. So I actually own that Jersey. So like it. Uh, and then my number one is another one that I own. Um, it is the. I think it was introduced in the early, early '90s, but it was synonymous with the um, back-to-back championships that the Bulls had. But it's going to be the black with red pinstripe. Oh, um, yeah. I that's and it's got the classic Bulls written across the front. I actually own that jersey, and it's the second time that I've owned the jersey because I had when I was a kid growing up. I had the full outfit. I had. Shoes, shorts, and a little jersey that I wore when I was like, you know, six, seven years old. So I went ahead and rebought the jersey so I can actually wear it. And I was an adult. So that's my last one. All right. My number one is a local favorite the uh, Pacers, what would be commonly known as the Flow Joes. it's it's the older you know I think a Reggie it's got the the classic Pacers writing with um, it's navy with kind of a yellow and white swoop coming across but I actually I've always loved those jerseys they still whip them out sometimes yep. I'm pretty sure um, but I was actually interested about that jersey today and thinking like. That's when the, did uh, that? I wanted to know more about it, and apparently it has a pretty like, like interesting background. So I I saved this little tidbit. So I wanted to know why it was called Flojo, but so it was named after Olympic sprinter and clothing designer Floris Griffith Joyner. They might be the most complex backstory of any NBA jersey ever. Rebecca Paulhiranis, an unpaid Pacers intern who had read about Flojo's designs in Sports Illustrated, created a photo montage of the star's various looks and introduced the idea of her designing Pacers uniforms to the front office. The idea hit. After jokingly promising no one, no one-leggers or lace, Griffith Joyner set her on her final design. 
Flojo's famous flair was visible, but toned down to a point where it was no way over the top. So it was actually like designed by a, a clothing designer. Hmm. Uh, That's pretty cool. I, I had no idea until today. I just thought it was a, a classic Pacers jersey that um, got faded out for some reason. That I don't know, but yep. That's my number one, Reggie. I mean, it's definitely Reggie. I think that was the uh, eight points and eight seconds jersey too. Yes, that was that was also. I read that 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 was like one of it that, was like famous that, moments wearing yeah. this jersey. I mean, that's got to be the most famous, surely, right? I will say, if we have this conversation in five years, one of these Pacers Oladipo jerseys will probably be on my list. So. Yeah. Okay, uh, my last one. This is going to kind of segue into the close. Um, but I'm going to go a little different. I have a yellow Kobe jersey, but it's like a size 10, 12 youth. <laughs> so it doesn't really fit anymore. Um, but I would go a Kobe purple, one with the yellow stripe, uh, with uh, I think it has white outline, and I'm going to do the number eight. So Okay, I like that. That, that uh... You know, that that's, to me, that's not what I first think of, but, like, I literally can picture him in that jersey. Yep. yep. So I got a, I got a poem here to close this off. I wrote a little poem to Kobe um, that I'm going to read for you. Kobe Bean Bryant, this news has me a wreck. I've been distraught, trying to keep my emotions in check. You had so much left to do. You were such a great dad. Hearing this news makes us all very mad. You changed the world. You made it a better place. All around the world, people recognize your face. Five rings is impressive, but that's not where your accolades stop. Your skill was elite, but that's not what kept you on top. We've heard stories of your work ethic. It's second to none. Winning is what drove you. That's what made the game fun. No one was more competitive. A tight game was where you, when you were at your best. You were the ultimate professional. You were never poorly dressed. Even after retiring, your impact continued on, helping other players, coaching, writing, and loving your family till you were gone. Eight and 24 will, will forever live in fame. Basketball was your passion. To you, it was more than a game. The world is hurting. Your legacy will live on. Thank you for 41 years. Can't believe you're gone. RIP, Mamba. <laughs>